our Lord Jesus Christ today appeared for the second time to the disciples. <clears throat> On the evening of the resurrection day, he appeared to the disciples, but Thomas was not with them. And because Thomas was really bitter that he was not with them and he hasn't seen the Lord, he said, if I don't put my finger in his wound, in his side, and see the wounds, I would not believe. And would you imagine that the Lord appears to the disciples with Thomas, specifically for Thomas. يعني, how much the Lord do care, does care about every one of us? Everyone. If Thomas only was not with them, he will appear again. And that gives us so much care and love that we trust in the love of the Lord. The Bible tells us as well, the Lord appeared to Mary Magdalene in her own. The Lord appeared to suffer, who is Peter, even before the apostles appeared to Peter first. Why? Because Peter denied him. And if the Lord is caring about everyone, he finds the two disciples of Emmaus leaving Jerusalem and going away, he appeared to them. And not only appears to them, but he walks with them for nearly two hours. Two hours walking with them, explaining to them all about himself in the scripture till they do believe. So the Lord cares about me, about you, not the whole congregation together only, but me on my own. That is the first thing. The second thing, when the Lord appeared to Thomas, Of course, Thomas did hear from the apostles that the Lord was risen and he had the signs of the wounds still there. Of course, we all would not be risen with our 
uh, wounds or with our deformities or our disabilities, that is the glorified body which will be risen would be perfect. But the Lord intended to be risen with the wounds of the cross still in his body. Why? Number one, for the Lord to say it is the same body. It is not a different body. It's the same of my humanity. He wanted to make the apostles to be sure and the whole world to be sure that it is him himself, the same body. And when we will be risen like Christ, we will be risen with the same body, but glorified body. Yeah? Saints are saying, or fathers of the church are saying, our Lord Jesus Christ kept proving his divinity during his life on earth. And after he was risen, he was proving his humanity so that we are sure that he is the same one. When Thomas, of course, heard that the Lord had been risen and the wounds are still in his body, he said, unless I see the wounds, not the body, it was after the wounds, unless I see the wounds and even put my finger into his side, I would not believe. So that to be sure that he is the same body. Something important about the Lord that he was risen with the wounds on. He was risen. So everyone was rejoicing. But while everyone is rejoicing, they find what in him? The wounds. Can we rejoice when we are having our wounds? Can we rejoice when we are sick? Can we rejoice when we face a failure sometimes? Can we rejoice when we are losing somebody who is very, very close to us? Can we rejoice in our suffering in general? Can we rejoice when things wouldn't go rosy when your wife gives you a hard time or your husband gives you a hard time? Can we rejoice? When your children give you a hard time, can you rejoice? This is, this is the reconciliation between suffering and the glory. If we suffer with him, we will be glorified with him too. And probably 
Thomas was very, very sad and felt deprived for the Lord to appear to the other disciples and not for him. So that is why he was saying to the Lord, um, I would not believe unless you reveal for me the same. You relieve for me the same. And the Lord could not let him down. He appeared to him specifically among them and said, Thomas, don't doubt, but believe. Come and touch my wounds. And when the Lord appeared to the disciples, said to them, Look, the Spirit hasn't got flesh and bones. It means what? It means he was risen with his flesh and bones and kept the wounds as well. So always, always remember that our wounds is the way to glory. Our suffering is the way to our glory. If you suffer with him, you will be glorified with him. And as well, when the Lord said to Thomas, come and touch me, the word touch me is mentioned before when the Lord was on earth alive, when he was touching who? The sick. And they were healed. When he was touching even the dead, and they were risen. Touching the Lord the Lord is personal experience. Personal experience. You cannot really feel and be really fulfilled with the Lord's presence unless you have that touch, not specifically physical touch, but to be in touch with the Lord. We lose our faith when we are not in touch with the Lord. And the Lord is saying to Thomas, come and touch me, is saying to every one of us, be in what? Be in touch. Be in touch. So that you will believe so that you will have the personal experience of my resurrection. I, <clears throat> I remember in the Bible that uh, uh, 
they were carrying a dead person and going, and the Bible tells us that this dead person fell on a grave where Elisha's bones were there. And what happened to the dead person? He was risen. Touching only the bones of a prophet made that dead person to be risen. How much more if we are in touch with the Lord and be that close to the Lord, the power of his resurrection will go through our lives and we will be victorious in him. And of course, it wasn't only Thomas who doubted. We keep saying Thomas, 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 the the doubting disciples. The Lord said to the whole disciples, you will all doubt me today. And they all doubted him. They all left him and ran away. Isn't it? The disciples, St. Mark, even Mary Magdalene, after seeing him, when she went and told the disciples and they confused her, she came back doubting. Yeah? The Jews doubted him. The Romans said that his disciples have stolen him. We all go sometimes through doubts. Doubts is not that bad, but doubts sometimes is of benefit, but it has a little bit of threshold. Yeah? Yani, doubts start to be cautious. In medicine, Muslim, they say, this sign is um, a nasty tumor or a cancer unless it is proves otherwise. So the brain is working, is it cancer? Then we do investigation, we do examinations, and we do all the possible things to prove otherwise till we are sure. So that leads to investigate more or to be cautious more. If you are crossing the road and you don't know whether there are cars or danger while you are crossing the road and you look right and you look left, That is being cautious, being, taking uh, the steps to be sure. So that would sometimes leading, leading to the truth, leading to the healing, 
and that is a good doubt. That is the perfect um, feeling that the Lord puts in our minds so that we reach to the truth. But if doubt would carry on even when you know the truth, then it is not a good doubt. Then it is a pathological doubt. Then suppose after the Lord appeared to Thomas, Thomas kept saying, but I am not sure, but I am not sure. Then it wouldn't have been good, isn't it? But Thomas doubted to the extent when we, he just saw the Lord, he screamed and said, my Lord and my God. Has finished. And we need to have that healthy healthy doubt which leads to um, healing our wounds or healing our doubtful thoughts. <clears throat> Doubts as well sometimes is against the faith is against the faith. That is why the Lord said to Thomas, don't doubt, but huh? believe. Believe. So the Lord is calling all of us to do what? To believe. And what is faith? Faith is to see the unseen. Faith is to trust in the Lord when you can't really see what the Lord would do. It is, the Bible tells us, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have had it, it will be yours. So faith is what? Faith means you have had it. It happened. Faith means it's done. It's like Jonah in the belly of the fish. There is no exit. He cannot see any rescue. But Jonah knelt and prayed in the belly of the fish and said, I come back and I see your altar. And the Lord rescued me, saved me. The while he is still in the belly of the fish, it doesn't know whether the fish will eat him or digest him or not. Can you see? Can you see? That is why the Lord, when he was before the tomb of Lazarus, 
Mary believed, but Martha did not believe. When he said, move the stones, she said, he is decayed, he's putrefied. Then the Lord said to her, didn't I say to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Believes here means what? Lazarus been risen. Halas. The Lord said. <clears throat> so, to treat our doubts, we need to be in touch. That's number one. To treat our doubts, we need to believe and the trust in his love and his care for me. To treat our doubts, we need to be among the faithful. Yani, pay attention. Thomas went and stayed with the disciples. He could have left them again. He left them, so he was deprived from seeing the Lord. So he came back and was sticking to them, would not leave them, because he doesn't want to lose the chance again. And it happened. When you are among the saints, you will be a saint. When you are among the saints, you will see what they are seeing. To treat your doubts, be among the saints. Be among the believers who live their faith. Then your faith will be stronger. <clears throat> As well, when the Lord showed Thomas his wounds and Thomas believed the Bible tells us that the Lord wants to say, I am the first fruit. He wants to tell Thomas, you will be risen like me. It's not only I have been risen, because theologically, God doesn't die. Is that correct? Does God die? God doesn't die. So, actually, if he doesn't die, he wouldn't be risen. But who is the one who was dead and been risen? We in him. When he took our flesh, and united with us, and we became one with him. He took all our humanity in his flesh. And as we were sentenced to death, he died. 
for us, but he wouldn't leave us dead, but he was risen by his own power because he was united with us and raised all of us with him. And that is why, and that is why we were all died with the Lord and been risen with him. And that is what we take where and when in our baptism. In our baptism. In our baptism we die with the Lord, we are baptized for his burial, and we are risen with him. The three dips in baptism is the three days in the tomb. <coughs> and not only that we are risen with him, but we are as well being ascended with him in heaven and sat where? With him on the right hand side of the Father in the power of the Father. And the Lord made the first fruit. What is the first fruit? The first pledge of the resurrection, of our resurrection. He gave us the assurance of all our resurrection and all our victory on death. And that is why the Bible is saying, death is the last enemy for us. But by his death, he abolished death. Whoever believes in me would not die. Would not die. <clears throat> so, having been risen and proved to the disciple that he was risen and to Thomas that he was risen, saying to all of them and all of us, we will be risen with him, ascended with him, and get into the paradise with him. He said to the right thief, today, today you will be with me in paradise. In paradise. When the Lord appeared to the disciples and to Thomas, didn't give them only the assurance of his resurrection. Gave them as well peace. Peace. Give them peace. Give them joy. You will see me and you will rejoice. Joy is character of our Christianity. If you are not joyful, you are not living your Christianity. So gave them peace. 
gave them faith, gave them joy, and sent them to the whole world to witness for his resurrection. You really want to be risen with him? You must have peace. You must have joy. You must really walk in the nuance of life. And you must say to yourself, I live no more, but Christ lives in me. That is the real touch we wanted to know. You want really to touch his wounds and be healed, say with St. Paul, I live no more, but he lives in me. Everything in me will be different. Everything in me will be changed. Are we risen with the Lord? Are we sure of his resurrection? Are we witnessing to his resurrection? Then we have seen him. Then we have touched him. Then he lives in us and we live in him. May our Lord Jesus Christ give us all this power of his resurrection. to be his witness. You know, uh, it's amazing that Thomas went afterwards to evangelize in India. And when St. Mary passed away, when St. Mary departed, you know what did St. Mary do? The Lord didn't want to deprive Thomas from seeing St. Mary. He was not with the disciples. So he made St. Mary's bodies while the angels are carrying it up to heaven to go first to India and say to Thomas, Thomas, come, 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 have the blessing of St. Mary. And Thomas went and had the blessing of the body of St. Mary and the veil of St. Mary was hanging down from her. So he held, he held it and the veil fell down in his hand. And this veil is the veil which is in a charter cathedral in a charter in France. as if the Lord doesn't want him to doubt anymore. Can you see the love of the Lord, not only to the whole world, but to you personally, to every one of us in our lives. May the Lord reveal himself for all of us and let us rejoice in his resurrection. Glory to God for